So there's obviously so many different options out there that are available to support people in their personal, professional growth and careers with regards to personal development. And I'm here with Wendy Rosenfeld, who's going to give us some insights as to why transcendental meditation is one of the go-to techniques available to everyone when it comes to personal development. Wendy, can you give us some ideas as to why TM is one of the premium choices in the, in the, in the spectrum for personal development and growth? I guess because Transcendental Meditation takes the mind to the deepest level. You know, there's so many meditation techniques and self-development programs out there that talk about manifest what you want, um, think positive thoughts and create what you want in your life. But if you're only using a small potential, the small potential of the conscious mind, which is only 5 to 10% of our mental abilities, you're only tapping into a very small part of the whole potential of experiencing deeper levels. So what Transcendental Meditation does is it helps us to access deeper levels of the mind. And at deeper levels of the mind, we have more creativity, more intelligence, our thought has more energy, more power. So we're able to manifest or achieve what we want in a much broader way. That's fantastic. I think what I've seen through my own journey, going back many years with regards to personal development, is that be it on the topic of um, positive thinking and um, all the other options that, that are out there, they're selling the benefit that's available to you. But what you're talking about is really connecting with the source from where the benefit actually stems from. Have I got that right? Yeah, that's right. So just to touch a little bit on quantum physics, because a lot of people have heard of quantum physics. They really like the idea, you know, the whole premise of, of it is that everything is connected. And, you know, that was Einstein's lifelong dream to find a unified field of all the diverse laws of nature. And we know as we get to deeper levels of reality, there's more connectedness. So if we have a technique that takes the mind to that level, there's much more power and energy. So actually a lot of these meditation techniques and self-development programs are using kind of the theories of quantum physics without, without actually taking the mind to that level. So just to give an example of that, you know, at the quantum level, everything's perceived as fluctuations of particles or waves of energy, or really the latest theories talk about the superstring theory. Everything's just vibrations of the same stuff. So we can say at that level, everything's connected, everything's unified. But if we're not taking the mind to that level, we're not actually accessing that level. So it doesn't make sense to use laws of nature that apply to the quantum level and use them on the surface of the mind. So, you know, positive thinking comes from that idea, you know, thought creates reality. And that might have a very kind of small benefit on the surface of the mind. You know, everything we put our attention on grows stronger in our life. But if we're actually accessing the quantum level, we're experiencing the level where everything is connected. So actually we can develop a relationship between the individual and the environment that is as intimate as the relationship between the mind and body. So we're very comfortable with the idea that we have a thought and we move our body around. Um, ultimately, as we're operating more from the quantum level, we can have a thought and that can create an effect in the environment. That's quite profound, isn't it? It's, um, I remember seeing a chart some years ago with reference to the, the technique you're speaking of, where it spoke about um, the quantum level, and it may, it may have made reference to consciousness, but from that foundational level, the quantum level, then you have your, your feelings and your thoughts, 
which then are the basis for stimulating your actions and the actions of course are the basis for your outcomes and of course then your outcomes are the basis for your fulfillment or lack of fulfillment but what i liked about that exact example is that fulfillment came from outcomes which came from actions which came from thoughts which came ultimately back to consciousness and when you sort of go through all the different programs and options out there with reference to how you can improve yourself your thinking and personal development they don't tend to put too much attention on that foundational requirement and understanding of consciousness or if you're speaking from a physical a metaphysical perspective quantum physics so do i understand it right that what you're talking about is connecting yourself to your potential which is a quantum reality within yourself so then spontaneously all your thoughts are stemming from that deeper quantum level is that what you're referring to that that's exactly right and and that's it the practice of transcending actually means to go beyond and during our meditation we have the experience where initially we go beyond awareness of our surroundings and then of our body and then eventually of our thought so actually we experience a state beyond thinking. So we talk of it more as a state of being where we are connected with everything else in the universe because the unified field is at the basis of everything, everything in the universe and it's also at the basis of us and transcending is a technique to access that level. But that's completely different to a technique where you might think, okay, I'm gonna think I'm connected to everything. Um, that's a thought, that's a concept, that's not actually an experience. So transcending actually gives the experience of being. Now, when you're in that state, you're not actually thinking, I am in this state. Because as soon as you have a thought, the mind somehow come out of it and identifying, you know, I am separate somehow to this experience. But the state of being is completely absorbed in it. And so in a spontaneous way, when we come out of meditation, we've had that experience, I am connected with everything else. And so spontaneously, we find that we have a better relationship with the environment, with other people, because we've had a subtle, on a subtle level, we've experienced that myself is the same self as everything else. So less and less you can make mistakes in life, you can harm the environment or hurt other people. And it's not a thing that you go around after meditation thinking, I am one with the universe or anything like that. Actually, you're experiencing it. And I think that's where a lot of other techniques have kind of taken the theories and turned them into a technique but without the actual experience and that's why it hasn't got such a profound effect as transcending so if i can just jump in for a moment there to make sure i'm, I'm understanding you correctly so most people are almost conditioned to think and understand that if you want to get something you have to perform an action so when they take that back to a personal development program they have to think, they have to strain, they have to act, they have to visualize, they have to put this intention on all these processes to then motivate and inspire their action and then hope maybe the outcomes will or perhaps not be exactly what they're, what they're pursuing. But what you're saying is we're going much deeper beneath that, that level of thinking and acting and it's happening spontaneously. Yeah, that's right, that's right. And that brings up another really important point. Um, that often gets missed with the idea of positive thinking. And that is our brains are wired up by past experience. And so that's why people that tend to be very confident and have had success in their life tend to do better with positive thinking and manifestation because they're very natural at thinking positive thoughts and, and life's 
you know, shown success. But if you've had a life where you've had stress or failure in business or rejection in relationships, that actually also gets hardwired into the brain. And so then when you come to new experiences, you think, oh, that's going to happen again. Um, PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder is an extreme example of that. So someone who's been in a war zone, for example, or been in an abusive relationship or even been bullied at work, their brain's wired up to be on high alert. So they're always on the defensive. Um, so you can't just tell someone like that, well, just think positive thoughts and recreate your life. Um, you've got to change what's happening in the brain. And that's something that actually normalizes quite quickly with regular practice of TM. The fear center, so the amygdala in the brain, gets stuck on high alert when we're in fight and flight. Even a few sittings of transcending is actually enough to normalize that. And that's why people find that they can sleep better, they can start to trust people, they can drop down those defenses. So that's another aspect of how transcendental meditation helps with that. You've really got to change the brain functioning in order for any technique that involves positive thinking or anything really to have a benefit. I get it, I get it. I, I had someone say to me just the other day in a, in, a, in a business conversation, he said, I've stopped using all of my social media because I'm striving to become more present. And I thought about what he said, he's striving to become more present. So therefore, he is looking at that, that natural state of who and what we are, as you've just described, and he's confused that with an action and an outcome scenario where he thinks he has to manufacture this state of feeling and being present by modifying the things he does in his life. Have I got mm. that right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the thing people often think, you know, okay, I should be more present in my life, be mentally present. But a lot of the time, it's not really a choice. I mean, yeah, you can do that. You can try and remove some of the busyness, some of the influences. But actually what Transcendental Meditation does is it expands the conscious capacity of the mind. So it's like you get extra storage. So you can put away all the things that you don't need to think about um, and just focus on what you're doing. So when you're with your family and friends, you can focus on them. You don't have to be thinking about work all the time. Then when you go to work, you can focus on work. Instead of feeling like you've got every aspect of your life running through your mind at all times. So again, you need an actual technique to establish that rather than telling yourself, just be present. So for those who are so used to being so busy, the thought that, hey, you just do this technique and you're gonna get all the benefits without even thinking about it, that's almost the first yeah. obstacle to overcome because they're so used to having to manufacture everything in their life. It's almost like this, um, this, this, this almost being a control freak where you feel that you are in control of everything. Yeah. But what you're saying is this, this just comes about completely organically and naturally as a byproduct of who and what you are. That's right. And a lot of these kind of ideals have come out of well, they're outcomes of what can come with a meditation practice or regular transcending, like stillness of the mind. And what people have done is they've taken the outcome, which might be to find more stillness in their mind, to be the technique. And they think, oh, okay, I have to still my mind. Now, again, for someone who's very stressed or very busy, that's very difficult. All those techniques that say, you know, just focus on one thing, like focus on your breathing or try and block out your thoughts, very difficult when the mind's busy. You know, often use the analogy of the mind being like an ocean. 
And on the surface of the mine, we can have a lot of activity, like the turbulence on the surface of the ocean. And it's impossible to stop the waves on the ocean. But we can dive down underneath the waves and find complete stillness and silence. And that's what we do in Transcendental Meditation. Instead of trying to stop the thoughts or engage with them, we take the mind to deeper and deeper levels. And we've all got a state of silence and inner peace at the deeper levels of the mind. That must be a very intimidating and almost an unrealistic expectation when people think, oh, I can't meditate because I can't, I can't stop myself from thinking or I can't, I can't be still or I can't be silent. Or I've tried that, I've, I've, I've sat there and stared at a candle, but my, my mind is just so busy and turbulent. So what you're saying is that that, that, that is a natural state of, of physiological functioning based on experiences of the past. And what your technique is doing is putting them into a situation where things are just unfolding naturally. Um, almost like if you want to go to sleep naturally, all you're doing is giving yourself a comfortable environment for your body to naturally go to sleep. And after you're rested, your body naturally finds a way to wake up. And whilst you're sleeping, your body naturally finds a way to dream. So am I right in saying that with the technique that you teach, you're just putting people into a natural scenario where the mind naturally knows then how to go and find this fourth state of consciousness, if I can call it that, Wendy? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And when people learn Transcendental Meditation, particularly if they have tried other techniques, their main comments are they're surprised how easy it is. Uh -huh. And they're also surprised at how deep they go. Wow. And um, that's why it's so self-reinforcing. Because the other thing that people notice is even within a few days, they start to feel better. They feel more clarity. They sleep better at night. Naturally, they have more positive thoughts because they feel happier. And once you've got that, you want to keep doing it. You don't have to intellectually convince yourself, if I meditate every day for, for two months, I'll feel better afterwards. You know, within a few days, people find some benefit. And that just accumulates more over time. That's fantastic. So um, I, I remember reading a, um, a scientific finding coming out of the US where they demonstrated that people who had been transcending even for just a week or two, it was a very short period of time, based on the, um, um, the EEG coherence mm. that was being measured within their brain's neuronal activity, they were having the same levels and the same depth of experience of someone who might have been practicing it for eight to ten years with the only difference being is that um, the person who had been doing it for longer that impression positive reinforcement was staying longer through the day have i got that right yeah that's exactly right yeah that's a really interesting point so transcending is always transcending whether you've done it for the first time or the second time um, but what builds is the experience of that deep state of inner peace um, brain coherence after meditation and so as we continue to meditate over the weeks months and years we find that we never lose that silent settled state and it is correlated by improved um, EEG coherence fantastic so so literally um, when I've heard people talk about being a master meditator where they've been meditating for decades and they get to this profound state after 40 years of their their practice what we're seeing here is that people can connect with that deep transcendental reality within themselves within the first, the second, the third sitting. They don't need to wait for years and decades. It's, it's all there already within them. It's as simple as that, yeah? Yeah, that's right. And then the benefits just continue to unfold and manifest naturally. That's right. And talking about EEG coherence, um, 
they've done studies measuring that people who achieve in their life in whatever field it is tend to naturally have high levels of EEG coherence. So if you look at Olympic athletes or very accomplished musicians or top performing CEOs, they naturally have higher levels of brain coherence than the control groups. But what was measured was when people practice transcendental meditation, they end up with higher levels of EEG coherence than the top levels in each area. And what that shows is that you're using more of the full potential of your mind. It's not trying to say you're going to be better um, at sport than an Olympic athlete, but you'll be using the full potential of your mind. And so I think that's a real key for people who want to improve in whatever area of life they're in. So meditation's not something that just makes you kind of relaxed and maybe some people think sometimes a bit passive. Actually, it helps you to achieve much more in your life and be more fulfilled. I came across that exact study some years ago and I have to be honest with you, Wendy, I thought that was the most profound breakthrough on the topic of personal development that I've ever come across. And the reason I say that is purely and simply that in decades past, I have investigated and taken part in so many different types of personal development programs and whatnot. Uh, you name it, I've, I've tried it. But to have it laid out that all success in activity, and I know in that particular study, they looked at sport, they looked at high level management, they looked at music, and of course, it was all, all traced back to the one common cause, the only common cause, which was not experience, it was not education, it was not age, it came back to the same thing, which was the level of coherent brainwave functioning. So that, to me, isolated, okay, so if it's coherent brainwave functioning that underpins world-class performance, that in itself would have been a profound finding. But then they took it a step further to demonstrate the different things that we can undertake in our life that actually increase that coherent brain functioning. And for anyone out there who's looking at any form of growth or improvement in their life, if you can identify what increases brainwave coherence, you've pretty much so found the mother load, the seam of gold. It all comes back to increasing brainwave coherence. So my understanding was, Wendy, and which is why I've got you here today, is that the TM technique, Transcendental Meditation, increased that brainwave coherence faster and easier than anything else. Is that correct? That's right. I mean, I haven't come across anything else that actually improves brainwave functioning in that way so quickly and so permanently. And, and, and I, I'm not a scientist, so I can't, can't go too far into theory, but and maybe you can enlighten me a little bit. My understanding was the reason why the Transcendental Meditation Technique accomplishes that goal of increased coherence is, is it something to do with the alpha activity in the front and rear portions of the brain, the hemispheres of the brain, and it's the alpha functioning that actually increases coherence? Are you familiar with that? Yeah, to some extent. I mean, what's actually shown is that all the areas of the brain start to communicate with all the other areas. So when someone's just sitting with their eyes open, we find there's a small amount of coherence in the brain. When they close their eyes, there's actually a little bit more um, coherence, particularly alpha coherence at the back of the brain. But during the practice of transcendental meditation, all areas of the brain start to communicate with all other areas of the brain. And that's something that's not seen, you know, really, I think, in any other meditation technique. The beautiful thing that you just said then is that earlier you were speaking about how at a quantum level, our ultimate reality is that we're connected with everything else. And 
That, that, that's true. And, and, and for me, that's a very lovely thought to think that I'm connected with everything else. And, and, and yes, you can certainly have moments in meditation where you experience that. But ultimately, when you get caught up in your, in your practical life, sometimes that reality that you're connected with everything else, it gets overshadowed. It's a lovely thought, but it gets overshadowed in daily activity. And we have successes and we have problems and we have other things to focus on. But what you just mentioned then is the practical reality of that being connected to everything when you transcend in your daily practice of meditation all of those brain neurons start to connect together so they start to experience that reality that everything is connected as one i love that that's right and that's another way of thinking about how transcending actually changes our thought patterns because our brains are wired up by our past experiences and sometimes you can feel like you get stuck in a rut and you have the same thoughts. And maybe if there's some stress or negativity there, um, you keep coming up with thoughts that aren't gonna help you improve in your life. So when we transcend, it's like we have a holiday from our thoughts. And just like when we go away on a holiday, we come back refreshed and ready to do things differently. And that's really how New Year's resolutions work. People have a holiday and then they think, right, I wanna start the year off well. I want to exercise more, I want to eat healthy food, and then they fall back into being tired and stressed. We go back into that more um, fight and flight or negative brain functioning. So TM's literally like refreshing the mind and taking us out of that hardwiring, having, having an experience of unity. And then when we come back, we carry some of that trace with us. So the more we meditate, the more we find that we stabilize that and we have that positive experience, that positive being even in the midst of dynamic activity or in stressful situations. Fantastic. That's fantastic. And um, I came across a quote a little while ago, and I, the author has slipped my mind, but it was something to the effect of, you become your experiences. So if it's true that you become your experiences, I guess that connects to what you were saying earlier about your past memory can have a big impact on what you're experiencing today. But what you're saying is that by incorporating this practice of meditating TM into your daily routine, you're becoming that experience of stillness and connectivity within, within yourself. Is that, is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's right. And that's another good point. Transcendental meditation helps us to release the effects of past trauma and past stress. And it accomplishes this because we go to a state of rest deeper than deep sleep. And in that state of rest, we're able to release the deep-rooted stress and tension. Now, we don't get deep enough when we sleep at night to re release this build-up of past stress. And, you know, probably most people are familiar with the experience of when you go through a stressful time in your life. Generally, it disturbs your sleep. You know, you're waking up at 2 or 3 in the morning worrying about things. Or you might sleep, but you wake up in the morning and you think, oh, what a, what, how am I going to deal with that problem in my life? When we do TM, because we get into a much deeper state, it's like we release the emotional charge of the situation. So much more the experience is when we come out of meditation that we feel like, oh, that's no big deal. I can cope with the situation. So you're not hanging on to that um, emotional charge. And just to give an idea of what that might feel like, you know, you may have trauma or situations that happened in your life, you know, decades ago. Yes. But whenever you think about them or you talk about them, you still feel them. You feel like you want to cry or you feel like your blood pressure goes up. TM actually allows us to release the emotional charge of these situations. But a really great aspect of that is 
we have no idea what particular stresses are being released, which means we don't have to go back over and re-experience them or analyse them. And that's why TM's found to be so useful for people with post-traumatic stress disorder, because the last thing they want to do is sit there and be mindful of their problems or talk about the things that cause them trauma. TM, it's just like we wash away the effect of them. And you find that as you meditate more and more, you look back on situations and you just don't feel them. So just like a good night's sleep washes away the strain and the fatigue of the day, a good experience of transcendence washes away not just those superficial fatigues and strains of the day, but also deep-seated strains and stresses of the past. That's right. That's right. Wow, that's profound. And these are the things that hold us back. So we've talked about the hardwiring of the brain and on a physical level, the emotional charge of the situation. You know, these are the things that even with the best intentions, we sabotage ourselves by thinking, well, that's going to happen again, or we feel hold, held back by them. So I think that's a real key to self-development, actually wiping away all that negativity and stress in the past and knowing we have a much greater potential in the future to achieve what we want and find that inner fulfillment. That's amazing. I, I, I know in, in years past, um, there was a lot of confusion and scepticism on the topic of meditation. And I came across um, some of the early um, published findings from the Transcendental Meditation Technique from the early 1970s. And it identified a fourth state of consciousness. And that fourth state of consciousness had its own set and series of physiological functioning, which separated it from the other three states of consciousness, which of course we're all very familiar with, which is sleeping and dreaming and your waking state of consciousness. So hearing you speak just then, what we're effectively doing is we're connecting with something that we already have. We already have a fourth state of consciousness, the state of transcendence. And that enables us to experience deeper levels of rest and restore more balance to our nervous system and our physiology. So therefore all of the functions of the day and all of our creative intentions are more supported because we're not carrying more more baggage forward. Have, have I got that right? Yeah, that's, that's right. That's exactly right. And that's why it's so good for health as well. Because when our nervous system is stressed and strained, we're not giving it a chance to really rejuvenate and repair. We get a little bit of that when we sleep at night. And I think we really appreciate that when we don't sleep well or we stay up too late at night. You know, the next day we don't feel very clear, we feel a bit grumpy, the day doesn't go so smoothly. So you can imagine when you have two lots of deeper rest for 20 minutes twice a day, much more rejuvenation and repair can take place. And there's literally hundreds and hundreds of studies verifying the health benefits of Transcendental Meditation. I, 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 like, the, um, I like the thought that you've got a technique that enables people to connect with something that they already have. As I said, in, in years past, when I've invested enormous amounts of money to undertake lots of different personal development programs, it's almost like I had to do this and do this and do this and do this, and then I might get that. But what you're saying is, hey, it's already there within you. You already have this. We're just going to give you a technique to make it easier to access that. Very similar to, I give myself a comfortable bed at night, so sleep comes naturally and easily. What you're giving us is a technique so we can just slide effortlessly and easily, easily into that fourth state of consciousness that we've always had. We own it. It's, it, it, it's there, but it's just not being utilized. And I could assume that if we denied ourselves of sleep or of dreaming or of waking, 
our life is going to have all sorts of problems and imbalances. And what you're hinting at here is that if we're denying ourselves of that fourth state of consciousness, also problems will, be, will manifest and not be supported. That in itself is profound. And, and if I may just add, a, add a, um, something additional onto that, because we started off talking about quantum physics. How then, if we have that fourth state, how does that connect to the topic of quantum physics? Because it seems very popular today that I'm seeing a lot of people online promoting quantum physics this and quantum this and quantum that. And then their technique leads back to perhaps some positive thinking or um, visualization, which doesn't really seem to be getting deep into that gift that you already have of natural transcendence. Can you, can you help me connect the dots there, Wendy? Yeah, because at the basis of everything, there is that quantum level, which science calls a unified field of all the diverse laws of nature. Now, obviously, that level of reality exists at all times. But if we don't have a technique to access it, then we have no experience of it. Um, to use an analogy, it's like our hands always connected to our body. But just imagine the hand goes to sleep, it's numb, we can't use it. It's not like we've chopped it off, but we're not able to use that. And that's the experience of the unified field or this state of transcendental consciousness. If we don't have a technique to access it, we don't have any ability to kind of utilize it in its full way. And the point I made earlier, we can actually have a relationship where when we connect to that level, we connect it to everything else in the universe. And as we continue to live that, it's like we become more in tune with the universe. Now, another analogy, you know, I sometimes use is if you work in a group of, with a group of people, um, you would all meet in the morning and everyone would discuss what the goal is and you'd have your own jobs to do and you'd all go off and do your own thing but you'd know what the bigger picture was and then things would get achieved. Now imagine you turned up late, you missed the meeting, even with really good intentions you can be doing something that's at odds with what everyone else in the group is doing and that's what life can be like without transcending. You know it's just an analogy, we don't go into meditation and have a meeting with the cosmos or the unified field but we are waking up that connection. Every time we transcend, we're waking up that connection with the unified field. And so on a very spontaneous level, when we come out, it's like we're working more in accord with everything else in the universe. And people may have no idea of the quantum level to do with transcendental meditation, but what they often say when they learn TM, and particularly when they're practicing it regularly, they say life goes better. They can't always put their finger on it, I mean, we know that we generally sleep better and have less stress in our life, but actually it's working on a much deeper level than that. We are connecting up with that level of reality where everything is connected. Wow, so it's almost like people are directly manifesting the obstacles and problems in their life and by being more connected within yourself, coherent brainwave functioning or quantum physics or unified field or whatever, whatever level of language you prefer to use, speaking about what I guess ultimately is exactly the same thing, is that you can start to manifest more positive supportive outcomes in your life because you're working on a more holistic and integrated level. Not, not by thinking about it, it's just a spontaneous natural byproduct from your meditation, is that correct? That's right. I mean, the same way, using that analogy of our hand being connected to our body, we don't go around hitting ourselves. You know, there's an intimate relationship. The mind has a thought and the body responds. And that's what life becomes more like with the rest of the universe. Now, you can look at it from two angles. 
One is uh, my desires are getting fulfilled or we're more in tune with what the universe is bringing us. But at that level of reality, it's all the same. Everything out there is just an aspect of the same self. Mm, that's quite profound, isn't it? I think it's there's such a deep level of conditioning within all of society where we have to strive and strain and work harder and harder to accomplish things in life that are meaningful and fulfilling to us. But what you're saying is that that's just one model that, that that's on the table and available to you, but it's not the only model. There are more 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 natural options. I do recall hearing a uh, a quantum physicist from the US who stated that that deep level of, of, of quantum reality that you touched on the unified field, he said that it's 10 million, 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 million times more powerful than the nuclear force. So it almost goes beyond the, my, my thinking to understand that by closing my eyes and doing this technique, I can start to experience this profound level of functioning within myself that is millions of times more powerful than the nuclear force. Is that something that you're able to share some light on? Yeah, that's right. And when we can think of the different levels of the mind as being like energy, so we know, yeah, atomic energy, nuclear energy is far more powerful than chemical energy. If we're only accessing that 5 to 10% of the conscious mind, that's a very limited span of energy. If we can access wow. the quantum level, like you say, it's millions more times more powerful. And so having a thought from that level is going to achieve its outcome um, much faster and more powerfully than thinking from the surface of the mind. So again, not that TM's got anything to do with, we don't go into meditation and try and manifest things or think positive thoughts. As I said earlier, it's a state more of positive being. But when we come out of meditation, we find much more. Our thoughts are more powerful. And that's why people notice more success in their life. And I think also people notice more clarity of thinking. Because also our success in life and how well we can achieve depends on having a stable um, mental functioning. If we're always thinking, okay, I want to do this thing one day, the next day we change our mind and then we get caught up in what if this is going to happen. You know, it's like that's what we create. We create this chaos in our thinking. And so we don't have a strong thought force. But as we meditate regularly, when we come out of meditation, we come out with that clarity. And it's just like I was saying before, we tap into something far, far greater than just that 5 to 10%. That's pretty profound. It's um, certainly, um, I, I guess it, it, it challenges our, our, our self-limiting beliefs that we are only this or we are only that. And um, on that level of, um, of, of quantum reality, uh, I've, I've certainly put it into practice in my own life, when I've come across things that were just, this can't be, this can't be, you, you can't overcome this particular obstacle, and I, and I have been mindful of, um, of, uh, of applying that uh, that belief within myself to sort of to to, to dig deeper and to and and to accomplish things that perhaps people might have said could have been impossible. And I guess that's that that quantum reality that you said we do have that within us. If it is integrated, you can draw upon um, that great inner power that we have within us. But it's not done on a super superficial level of of, of trying to um, mind over matter, um, trying to motivate yourself up. It just becomes a spontaneous, natural reality of who you are and how that expresses in your day. We we, we are ultimately, I guess, um, 
creatures of, 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 of creation. We're, we're, we're manifesting every moment of our reality. And what you're saying here, these are the tools to ensure that what you want to accomplish are in harmony with the, with the outcomes you desire. Have I got that right? Yeah, that's right. In a very spontaneous way. Mm. And I guess just another point is, um, you know, it was really Maharshi Mahesh Yogi who brought this, we could call it Eastern or spiritual knowledge of meditation um, to be explained by quantum physics. Because we've got two kind of ways of looking at life. We've got the quantum physicists who have incredible detail about all these different laws of nature and levels of reality, but they don't always connect it back with consciousness. And then you've got people who, I guess, um, are more interested in the meditation side of things, but they may not be able to understand quantum physics. And as we've discussed earlier, sometimes take laws that apply to the quantum level without actually accessing the quantum level. So what Mahashi Mahesh Yogi did, who's the um, founder of the Transcendental Meditation Organization, he connected them both. So he gave the experience of transcending, but could explain it in terms of science. Now, he, he was a trained physicist himself, was he not? That's right, that's right. And um, Dr. Tony Nader, who is now the um, leader of the team organization, he's written a book, um, One Unbounded Ocean of Consciousness. And that actually goes into quite some detail about explaining that consciousness is all that there is. So if anyone's interested to find out more, I would definitely recommend that you read this book. And he goes into quite some detail about quantum physics, and then we'll talk about how that's actually consciousness. Everything is made of consciousness. So consciousness, the unified field, quantum physics, spirituality, practical daily life, it's pretty much so all the same thing, isn't it? Just just, just with different subcategories and names, which can be confusing for people, but we're just talking about one one life, one reality. But just like science has many different topics, it could be chemistry, it could be biology, it could be physics, you could get into mathematics. This level of transcendence, something that we have within us, which is natural, you've always had it. It's just a question of whether you want to utilize it or whether you want to ignore it. Yeah, and if it's truth, it should be understandable from these different angles. You know, we shouldn't have a different set of laws of nature that describe science and then something different to describe spirituality. If it's truth, it should be understood, they should all be understood from the same, in the same language in a sense. And I think that's what has sometimes been missing. You know, the world gets divided up into scientific ways of looking or spiritual ways of looking. And actually, it's all the same. It's just different languages. So what you were saying was that Maharshi went to great lengths to bring um, the field of science into the field of spirituality. So the intellect and the, of the practical mind could appreciate and understand the benefits that are available to them rather than just dismissing it that, oh, no, well, I'm not into that impractical spiritual stuff. Is that correct? That's right. And as you mentioned, you know, you can actually look at the brain functioning of people in different states of consciousness. And so we've talked about transcendental consciousness as being the fourth state of consciousness. As that starts to be infused into the other states, which means that we don't lose that silent, settled state even in dynamic activity, there are further higher states of consciousness. And that shows when it's maintained, we can see that same EEG coherence even in activity that we initially found only in the state of transcendental consciousness. And that's probably another whole topic in itself, 
But what that brings is refinement of perception, because if we're only using five to 10% of our mental abilities, we're only really perceiving five to 10% of the world around us. As we start to access deeper levels of the mind in our TM practice and clear out stress and fatigue, when we come out of meditation, we've expanded the conscious mind so we can perceive more deeply. And you know, it's like that experience when you're walking in nature and it's a beautiful day and everything looks really vibrant and celestial, you know, you're perceiving a, a more refined state of reality. Um, now, when we practice TM on a regular basis, we find we don't need to wait for that sunny day and feeling really relaxed. You know, more and more of our experiences have that heightened sense. And it's not just visually, smells, taste, touch, tapping more into intuition, more creativity, all these things that, that are at slightly more subtle levels of thinking. So the, the reality there, Wendy, is that the perfect meditation is not really measured by the meditation at all or the experience of transcendence. It's measured by the level of fulfillment and the progress that you're making in your day-to-day -day life. So therefore, activity becomes the measuring stick for your practice of transcendence, not, not the 15, 20 minutes sitting there with your eyes closed. Have I got that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, generally, meditation is a very enjoyable, peaceful experience. But sometimes as we're releasing stress, we have some days where maybe we don't feel we go so deep. But exactly like you say, it's more that we look for the benefits outside of meditation. Yeah, so that, that coherent brain functioning that was identified in that study, that's what carries through mm. into your activity. That's where you get your fulfillment in life, in your accomplishments. And um, having that, uh, that higher state in itself, I would imagine, would be a pretty fulfilling state to live in by just uh, knowing that all the neurons within your brain are connected and in harmony together rather than fighting against each other. That sounds like a pretty good way to live your life. That's right. That's right. <laughs>